Welcome to Your Personal Power Pod, a podcast about aligning yourself with the life you want. And here are your hosts, Sandy Abel and Shannon Young. Hey, Shannon. Hey, Sandy. How's your weekend? Great. All kinds of good stuff. You saw some friends. We did. We saw friends. We went to a social event where there were lots of people mingling around. Mm -hmm. It made me think about how people communicate or don't communicate. So I thought today we could talk about that. What was it about the interaction that made you say, hey, we should maybe talk about communication again? Right. Yes, we have covered communication in several other episodes because communication is what it's all about if there's more than one person Mm -hmm. involved. At this event, and as I thought about it, most times I'm with most people, I went around and asked questions and did a lot of active listening, paying attention, responding to what people said. And they were very happy to Mm -hmm. tell me everything that was going on and that they knew and that they wanted me to know. And when I finally ran out of questions, there was a big, long silence. Then I said, well, it's been fun talking with you. I need to go talk to Joe over there. And I left. What I realized is that I was doing a whole lot of active listening and nobody else was. Yes. So I thought we should talk about that today. What are your thoughts on that? I agree. I do think it is an art. I think it's a lost skill. I think it's super important to teach it because I don't know that a lot of, especially younger people, I don't know that they are experiencing it. So they may not even know it's a thing, much less that it's a skill they don't have. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people think communication is just talking. Mm -hmm. They say, well, we communicate really well. And I say, oh, really cool. How do you do that? They say, well, I tell her this and I tell her that and I share my thoughts and I, well, that's great. That's part of communication. But really, the biggest part of communication is listening. Mm -hmm. It's got to be a two-way street. You have to understand that there's the 80-20 rule. 80% of the time, you should be listening. And 20% of the time, you should be talking. And if both people in a conversation do that, then you're having a real conversation. And this is where intimacy gets built. Intimacy and trust and all those good quality things that make relationships stick and last and grow. And if you're just listening in order to respond, you're not getting it. Exactly. If you want a strong relationship, you have to be able to listen. So I'm going to define active listening. Please. It's paying attention while someone else speaks, paraphrasing and reflecting back what you hear and not giving judgment or advice and also not jumping in with your own story. I know I'm working with a couple of folks, business people who are wanting to improve their communication skills. They were practicing active listening and it was really difficult for them. One person would ask the other one a question, the other person would answer, and then the question asker would start to jump in with like, oh yeah, I did that. And that, you know, 
and totally shift from focused on the speaker to himself. Mm-hmm. And I would say, um, what just happened there? And he'd go, oh, I switched it to me. And then he'd ask another question and the other person would answer. And you could just see him chewing on his tongue, trying not to share his own story, because most people want to jump in and share their story. So where's the disconnect for them? What's going on in their brain? They hear what the other person said, and then they want to go, oh yeah, me too, or this is my experience with that. Does it feel to them like they're commiserating or empathizing, letting somebody know they know what they've been through? Where are they getting waylaid? That's quite possible that they are commiserating or building a bond is about, yes, I've had that experience too, but effectively what they've done is shift the focus from the original speaker to themselves. If you're going to do active listening, you have to be able to follow up with good questions. You say, how was your weekend? And they'll say, well, it was pretty good. We went to the movies, but while we were there, this other negative thing happened. So many people will skip all that and say, yeah, I saw that movie too. I really liked it. And they totally miss that, wait a minute, something else happened. Follow up on that. Mm -hmm. The way to do it, if you're going to actively listen, is you can just say, what did you think about the movie? And you can keep it on a surface level and talk about movies. Or you can say, wow, I'm really sorry that other thing happened. Would you like to tell me about it? And then if the person shares whatever it was that happened, the active listener needs to be able to follow up on that with more questions that show you're interested and you care. Mm -hmm. And it's so hard for people. I don't think they even realize that they do it. Have you had experiences like that? Yeah. And I think we all can relate to the feeling of making that kind of quick internal decision to share something with someone and having them gloss over it and feeling shut down. And then it kind of makes you not want to open up to people. But I also think you need to be really careful who you share things with. On a related note, I think part of what may be going on is that there is so much happening in the world and there is so much that is hard to deal with or that we're just really tired of listening to. It's overwhelming sometimes. And so having somebody say to you, oh, I've had this thing going on and it's a really hard thing for me, or I'm in some kind of pain or emotional anguish. And I can relate to having that feeling like I just can't go there right now. I don't have the bandwidth Mm -hmm. to be dealing with your trauma too. For me, sometimes I really care about people and I like listening to people and I like getting to know them. You and I are able to talk to anybody anywhere for as long as they want to talk. We can keep that conversation going. Yes, we can. We're good at that. But at some point, it just becomes too much. I was somewhere recently having a conversation with somebody, oh, on the phone at work. Now, I sell river trips. Mm -hmm. It's not like I'm in therapy for people, but I had this one gentleman call and he was wanting to pay for a trip. He was explaining why he was late on his payment and there was a whole lot going on in his world, which I totally get. That was fine. I'm okay with him telling me that. And we had a lovely conversation and we bonded over a couple things. And, you know, part of my job is making people feel understood and heard. And so, yes, 
there were some things that I could relate to. And I told him that. But at some point I thought, oh, I shouldn't have done that because now he thinks I'm his therapist. And that conversation went on for a good half an hour, 40 minutes. I can't say, hey, I got to go. I did eventually say, (laughs) this has been really fun, but I, I mean, I'm sorry, I have a lot of work to do. And he got that and he apologized. But at a certain point, I just felt really taken advantage of. Learning how to have boundaries around your skills is really important. Right. First, you have to develop the active listening skills, which you have (laughs) done phenomenally. And then when you do that, you have to have boundaries around it. Don't go there if you are not ready for people to To go there. (laughs) Really unburden themselves. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's like with the people at the party, they could say, you know, we went to this great movie and then this terrible thing happened. And if I wasn't ready to go there, I could have stuck with the movie. I could have said, oh, really? What'd you think about the movie? You know, I'm sorry that your car got burglarized or whatever, but mm-hmm. what'd you think about them? You know, and I could have kept it on a surface level. Mm-hmm. But once you, as a good active listener, start showing sincere interest in what is being said, then you have to be careful that you can take on whatever is coming. Mm -hmm. And you can also stop it like you did. You could have stopped it 15 minutes earlier if you wanted to, Mm -hmm. but you were being a wonderful person that you are and supporting him with what's going on. You were there for him. And that's what active listening is all about, making sure that people feel heard and valued and respected. And it's such an important skill, but you have to get yourself out of it, really. You have to not want to jump in and share your story. You have to not want to make it, switch it from the other person to you. I have a great quote because, you know, I like quotes. The first step to effective listening is to stop talking. And that was Ken Fracaro, who probably knows how to communicate. how to actively listen. There's several things you can do to ensure that you're having a dialogue instead of a monologue. You can pay attention to your body language. Are you fully present? Did you put your phone away? Not just on the table. We've said this before. Put it away. Are you making eye contact? If somebody else walks in the room, are you looking at that new person or are you staying with the person who's talking? Just ignore all distractions and focus completely on the speaker. There's nothing more flattering than having somebody feel like you're the only person in the room. Yes, exactly. And that is a feeling that you take with you. I know we've all heard that quote that People will forget what you've said, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. And if you make somebody feel Mm -hmm. like they are the only person in the room, they will not forget that. exactly. And that is the difficult thing about the last few years with COVID and we're not out there being together and Zooming is nice, but you cannot establish that same connection Mm -mm. that you do if you're sitting across a table from somebody making people feel like you see them and they are the most important person in the room is a huge gift. And that's what you give people when you actively listen to them. Mm-hmm. How can you show them that you're actively listening? The, the physical behaviors you can, you can engage in. 
Well, like we said, it's your body language. Pay attention. You don't get distracted. You make eye contact. You nod your head. You sometimes clarify. They'll say, this thing happened, and you can say something like, oh, wow, I'm really sorry that that thing happened, or that's really cool that that wonderful thing happened. That must have been very fun. And then say something like, tell me more, mm-hmm. so that you're still with them, and they know you're still with them, and they also know that you're hearing. You don't interrupt. It's okay to let people be silent for a little bit. Silence is fine as long as you're comfortable with it. If you're comfortable with it, they'll be comfortable with it. And sometimes people aren't comfortable with silence and then they'll just talk more. Yeah, that's a reporter's trick. What is? That if you want somebody to talk, just sit there with them Mm -hmm. in silence and it makes people very uncomfortable and they want to fill that silence. Right. And they'll just keep on talking and you smile and you nod your head and say random comments like, wow, or interesting, (laughs) or that must have been fascinating, or whatever, and they just keep on going. And what you're doing is actively listening, and that is encouraging them to continue talking. I think people know how to act like they're listening, (laughs) but I don't know if they know how to give it the focus it requires to actually hear. Mm -hmm. Good distinction. Yes. People think that if they're not talking, that they're listening. Mm -hmm. And that is so far from the truth. It means not only hearing their words, it means picking up on their body language, their facial expressions, their voice, all that nonverbal stuff. Because you can ask somebody, how are you? And they'll say, I'm fine. But they're so not Uh fine. And so you need to hear on a variety of levels. Yes. There's process and content. Content is, I'm fine. And you, as the active listener, can choose to say, Good. I'm glad you're fine, even though they're obviously (laughs) not. Or you can say, you go down to the process, which is the feelings and the emotions that are there and say, wow, that doesn't really sound fine. Tell me what's going on. Is there a way I can support you? That's a good one. The is there a way I can support you question? Because I I think a lot of times people we actually like and care about are going through things that we want to help with or be there for, but we don't know how to do that. And we don't know how to tell them we don't know how to do that. So it can get very awkward and relationships can fall apart. I have a friend from a couple of decades ago that I kind of lost touch with after I moved away. And I found Mm -hmm. out via Facebook a few years ago that something horrible had happened in her world. And I did not know how to reach out to her because I didn't know what to say. And I Mm -hmm. sent her an email just saying, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And she basically said, you know, thank you. But if you want to talk about it, you can call me. And I haven't. I still haven't. Mm -hmm. I'm super ashamed of that. But I don't know what to say to her. I feel like I was a really bad friend at the time. I didn't know how to say that very sentence. How can I support you? Yeah. And that would have have changed. Well, maybe after. Yeah, maybe today. Maybe after today, you can call her. A lot of people say, what can I do to help? And for some reason, people don't want help. Makes it sound like they're incapable of coping or whatever. So when I say, how can I support you? Somehow that feels better than help. It's the same thing. But people are willing to accept support 
when they're not willing to accept help, which is just semantics. And maybe what you can do is just listen or just sit in silence if you're together. Yeah. That's being supportive. That's a big one. I think frequently we think we're supposed to know and we can't know. You got to be able to ask. But if you don't have the language, that's really hard. Yeah. How can I support you as you work through this? Mm -hmm. I'm here. Make sure they know you're there in any time. Yeah. It makes people feel safe. Well, they need to be safe. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't just want people to feel safe. I want everyone to know how to do this so we can authentically create relationships where we're safe with people and people are safe with us. Right. If you're going to do active listening, you need to be sincere. Mm -hmm. If you're going to build a bond, if you're going to let people know you're there, don't just go through the motions. If you're going to do it, be sincere in your interest in the other person. Mm -hmm. It's not only about, I mean, obviously you want the people you're with to feel seen and heard and understood, but it's also key to building the right relationships for you. Because if you are actively listening to your partner or your friends and they're not returning that, Mm -hmm. then maybe you don't want those people to be your partner or your friends. It's a very good indicator of how deep and authentic your relationships are. And if we were doing this right out of the gate, I think many of us who have been shocked in the past by relationships that somehow disintegrated immediately, even though they felt like maybe they were deeper than that at the beginning. I've had Mm -hmm. boyfriends break up with me through text, through email. And if we had had conversations earlier where it was apparent that I was the only person in the duo actively listening, it would not have come as a Mm -hmm. shock when those breakups arrived electronically. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a way to learn about where you stand with people. It's an indicator of the quality of a relationship. If only one of you is really paying attention, really caring, really asking the deep, important questions and listening fully to the response, then you're in this relationship by yourself. Alone. Yeah. Alone. Yes. For social relationships, you know, like the event I went to, it's just fine. I don't need to know their deep, dark secrets. I'm not asking questions and actively listening about their deepest fears. I'm just talking about the latest movie they've seen. So that's Mm -hmm. fine. But if you're building a relationship you hope will be strong and permanent, both of you have to actively listen and be there for each other on that level. Mm -hmm. That is hugely important to any strong relationship. Or you don't have much. Or you don't have much. And a lot of people don't realize that. They're attracted to somebody, they're cute or handsome or fun or whatever, and They drive a cool car or just all that surface stuff, which is fine if you want to go on a date. But if you want to build a relationship, you need to look for more. Mm -hmm. And one of the huge tells about that is, do they see you? Because if they really see you, they will actively listen to you. Mm -hmm. And you will do the same for them. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, you don't have much of a relationship. You can be surface friends. You can be social friends. But don't share your dark secrets with them. Right, right. I'd like to add, too, that I think active listening, even though we say it takes two people, I think, at least in my world, learning how to actively listen to myself has been very key as well. And what I mean by that is 
paying attention to my own body language and my own reactions to things, being aware of what's going on with me on a level that maybe I don't normally pay attention to has been really important. The more that I kind of separate myself and notice, oh, when I'm around this person, my arms are crossed and my body's tense. Yeah. What does that mean? Uh, you know? Mm -hmm. So there's yeah, a little right. bit of that skill that goes along with self-knowledge and self-awareness and the relationship I have with Shan. That is very wise. That's part of your personal power, knowing yourself well enough to pay attention to how you're feeling when you're around certain people. Actively listening to yourself is perfect. I love that. <laughs> and you do have to do that. So what happens when you actively listen, whether you're conversing with your clients or customers or employees or family or friends or random strangers at an event, the greatest gift you can give to people is to fully pay attention to what they're saying. If you want, you'll learn a lot about who they are, what they want, need, think, and feel. They will feel validated and understood. And if you want, they'll be much more inclined to have a positive relationship with you. Mm -hmm. This became huge in my world when I started working in the automotive industry many years ago as kind of a public mm -hmm. relations, social media type person. Mm -hmm. I'm sure all businesses get negative reviews, awful, hateful comments on their Facebook page. Uh, the automotive industry especially gets a lot of that. And when social media <laughs> yes. first became a thing... We were all kind of trying to figure out how do we handle those kinds of comments? Because when somebody goes on your Facebook page and writes about this horrible experience they had with you, lots of people are seeing that. And so the owner's first reaction was just delete the comment. And Oh, no. Right. But I mean, social media was new and we were all learning, you know. I said, no, this is our greatest asset right here is to transparently deal with the situation, show the world and this person that we hear them, we understand why they feel the way they feel, make sure the channels of communication are open, offer to make amends if that needs to happen or to explain why things happened the way they did. But first of all, you need to kind of figure out this person may be saying one thing, but really what are they feeling? Why are they saying this? Mm -hmm. Why did they have this negative right. experience? And that's actively listening to them. They want to yes. be heard. And sometimes all you have to yes. do is go, you know what? I totally understand. You should not have had to spend eight hours in the finance room. You know, that that's yes. miserable. Right. And that is not the experience that we want for our guests. There were reasons that it happened that way, but it should not have. And we sincerely apologize. And sometimes that is as far as you need to go. And just the fact that you heard them turns them into a fan, mm -hmm. even though they had this experience. Yeah, very wise. And so true. We just want to be heard and mm -hmm. understood. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, like you said, that's all it takes to make things better. But if somebody jumps in and says, well, we were just busy that day, or nowadays it's the supply chain, or we don't have staff, I'm sorry about that but I still need whatever it is you're supposed to provide and what I paid you to provide. Right. So hear me. Hear me. Yeah. That's what we're all yes, saying is just hear me. hear me. Now I'm going to share my quote. Yeah. The most basic of all human needs is to be heard, understand, and be understood. The best way to understand people is to listen to them. 
And that's Ralph Nichols who said that. Super smart man. So active listening, work on it yourself, learn the skill, pay attention to see when you start talking to somebody, do you instantly switch the conversation to you or do you really follow up and pay attention to what they're saying? It'll make a big difference in your relationship. Mm-hmm. And it'll yeah. be more fun. People are fascinating. They are. They are fascinating. In another episode, we were talking about the things people would hate to do. And you said most people would hate to do is travel cross country with somebody they don't know. Mm -hmm. And you said, oh, no, that would be the best. And the easiest. Because you are a fabulous active listener, Shannon. You could spend days learning Every little detail about the other person. It would be nice if they'd respond, but even if they don't, you would have an active listening kind of conversation the whole way across the country. Yeah, and you learn all kinds of wild stuff. You do. It's amazing. So we're going to wrap up. It takes at least two people to be involved for communication to occur. You have to have a speaker and a listener. We do know that. Active listening is the way to let people know you're with and understand what they're saying. You don't have to talk to communicate, but you do have to listen. Good communication is 80% listening and 20% talking. When you actively listen, you can build trust and strong relationships, resolve conflict, make sure you learn important information, identify potential challenges, and anticipate or resolve problems. To actively listen, you have to put away all distractions Pay attention to your body language and focus on the speaker. Focus on what's being said, not what you're going to say. And when you actively listen and pay attention, you'll be amazed at what you will learn. And how people will feel around you. If you spend a lot of time actively listening to new people in your life, they will find Mm -hmm. you fascinating. Even if they never ask you a question, they will remember you as just one of the coolest people they've ever met, even though they don't know a darn thing about you except the fact that you listen. Isn't that amazing and so true? That is true. (laughs) They will walk away and say, what a great conversation. Yep. When they didn't ask you a single question and they don't know anything about you, but they Mm -hmm. felt they had a wonderful conversation. It's very fun. Well, I would like to thank you because you are the best listener I know. You have taught me some of your magic, I hope. It has enhanced my world. Oh, and you are terrific at this, Shannon. My goodness, you have perfected it. You've used it in all of your jobs. We'll all use it in all of our jobs and all of our interactions, but you are very, very good at this. So you're the role model. Oh, well, thank you. Everything I know, I learned from my mother. (laughs) I encourage our listeners to pay attention, please, to how you interact with people. Do you listen or do you just wait for them to stop talking so you can talk? It'll make a world of difference. We want to hear from you. We want the chance to listen to you. 
whether it's about your stories about how self-esteem and personal power affect your life, or if there are any topics you'd like us to address in future episodes. So you can review our podcast if you want. You can do that wherever you stream. You can visit us at yourpersonalpowerpod.com, click contact, and then drop us an email. We are excited to let you know we are now on Instagram, woo woo, where you can find us at yourpersonalpowerpod. And also if you want to learn about how coaching can change your life, contact Sandy at sandy at insidejobscoach.com. We look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, find your power and change your life. <laughs>